I mean, if we're going to get this from Flurry, the defense, and the penalty kill every night, I'm fine with one goal. We look at the Wilds' win over the Seattle Kraken and preview tomorrow's game against the Sharks today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, you can listen to Locked On Wild on your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we take a look at a one nothing win for the Wild over the Kraken with dominant defense, a stifling penalty kill, and of course, some brilliance from Marc-Andre Fleury as well. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. Wilds get revenge on the Seattle Kraken, beating them one to nothing, and uh, it was just... I thought it was just a fun game to watch from start to finish. It was tight. It was tense. It featured uh, some great defense by both sides, and it featured some things that have really started to click for the Minnesota Wild, despite just the one goal on the board. I mean, you could go in any direction you wanted to. Marc-Andre Fleury was just sensational again, picks up the shutout, and... uh, he was assisted by a, I think, hands down the best defensive performance of the season for the Minnesota Wild. And so let's let's talk the defense first because there were some things that I noticed um, in the game that are super encouraging for this team going forward. Uh, pursuit and effort and simply moving the Seattle Kraken off the puck was just a... That was a common theme throughout the course of the night. I noticed on uh, several different instances where the Kraken had maybe an odd man rush or somebody got behind the uh, behind the wave and was trying to uh, get to the net. Uh, there were a handful of two-on-ones, and they were mostly all thwarted because of a wild defenseman or a wild forward getting back and simply refusing to allow the Kraken to even set up a shot. Freddie Goudreau had one in particular in which Matty Beneers was uh, was headed towards the net, and Goudreau simply just carried him to the back of the net without him even having the opportunity to move the puck off his stick. Uh, there were a lot of instances as well behind the net. There was one that stood out to me where Fleury had kind of gone to the right side of the crease and was was out trying to play the puck and it kind of got tipped behind the net. And so you're thinking, okay, the Kraken are going to try for the wraparound here. And John Merrill just absolutely blankets uh, the Kraken player. I think it was Ryan Donato on one of them. Uh, blankets the Kraken forward with the puck. And it we're not talking like makes them 
forces them into, you know, passing the puck somewhere else, doesn't allow them to do anything with it. And so it was, I think, really fun to see this team just suffocate the Kraken offensively. And it's it's not like you're talking about a team that is uh, in the bottom five in scoring to where if you put a little bit of pressure on them, they're not going to get much of anything. This is a Kraken team that has had no trouble scoring goals this season. And so the Wild being able to put the clamps on them um, was great. And you had Marc-Andre Fleury, who was just dialed in. He is just, at this point in the season, is just so dialed in and tracking the puck so well. You know, you look at the overall stats now. He's got a goals against average under three. But I think the thing that is most impressive is that you look at the total number of goals that he's given up and almost half of it was in the first two starts of the season. And he just has rebounded so well and has been not only a a contributor to this team, not only somebody who is kind of helping the, uh, helping drive the car, he's the one steering the car. He's, he is every part of what has gone well for this team this season. And with the offense struggling to generate secondary scoring opportunities from guys not named Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Zuccarello, or Matt Boldy, he has just, and it it happened last night, he just simply will not allow teams to get the upper hand with greasy goals or or beating him um, for... You know, one that you look and you say, okay, that's one that you'd like your goalie to uh, to come away with the save on. He just is not allowing teams to do any of that. And so you have now a solidified option. You've had We've had it for a while, but you have now a solid base as to what to expect from Marc-Andre Fleury. And I think those questions about whether or not he still has it um, – squarely out the window because he definitely does. And so he's been sensational. The defense was sensational. The penalty kill, they have, the penalty kill has figured it out. To not allow a Kraken power play, we're, and we're not talking about a, a power play coming up empty, you know, where you have a couple of good looks and you just aren't able to bury them, which was the case for uh, a couple of the Minnesota Wilds power plays on the other end. We're not talking about that. The Seattle Kraken did not attempt a shot in any of their four power plays on the night. They didn't attempt a shot. And so you have now figured out, I think, the recipe to allow this team to be mega successful on the penalty kill. Now having Marcus Felino back certainly helps in that regard, but it doesn't matter who's out there. We're seeing some new faces. You're seeing Mason Shaw and Connor Dewar get meaningful penalty kill minutes. And everybody is just doing the exact same thing. The moment the puck is on your stick, it's being sent down the other end. They're pressuring teams into the offensive zone. They are winning battles behind the net where the Kraken or any other team are attempting to kind of get things set up much like the Wild do, they're not, they are not backing down. And so this unit that last year just 
looks like they really didn't know what they were doing out there, that is also completely gone. And so it all leads to a really nice, really quality one nothing win uh, over Seattle in which you have to feel really good uh, about those aspects. Now, there are still some things for this team that needs to be ironed out, but if you can get even a fraction of that type of performance um, while the offense kind of tries to get things figured out and get back fully healthy, you're going to win games. If they can get that type of performance defensively and goaltending-wise and on special teams, you're taking a ton of pressure off the offense because you know that you're not going to give up the the yuck goals to your opponent. So super encouraging, fun game, and uh, we have plenty else, plenty of other things to discuss. So I want to talk about the line combinations, especially the bottom six, and what we saw from them last night. So we will continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. They are your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, they've got it all at betonline.net. And if you like sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline where the game starts. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories, the biggest games, the biggest talkers, all in one place. Locked on Sports Today is available on your favorite podcast platforms, just like Locked on Wild. So, offensively, the Wild gets the goal they needed, but we're still not seeing some. We're, we're still not seeing the same level of secondary scoring that we saw last year. You know, the Felinos, the Hartmans, the Erickson X, the all the guys. We're we're not seeing that secondary scoring, but what we are seeing is really good things. I think from uh, a couple of lines that are starting to really click. That extends especially to what we saw from the combinations of Mason Shaw, Marco Rossi, Connor Dewar, and Joseph Cramarosa, Sam Steele, and Adam Beckman last night. Those lines were generating chances, creating a ton of turnovers. I was just floored by the number of times the Kraken tried to pass and had it deflect off of a stick, and it just came right back to the wild. And they're generating chances, creating turnovers. They're winning the puck battles. And I I thought the combo in particular, I thought they were both really good. But I was really impressed with what we saw from Mason Shaw, Marco Rossi, and Connor Dewar. That line just battled. And there was, at one point, um, Mason Shaw was in the offensive zone. And Marco Rossi generated a turnover right at the top of the zone. So he just skates. He just skates on the line until Shaw gets back on side, goes into the zone, weaves his way through a couple of different Kraken players, and fires a shot on net. And 
I think those are the the kinds of things that we want to see at this point is that Rossi is getting more comfortable. He is becoming a player that um, is not afraid to shoot the puck when he has the opportunity. Uh, there were a couple of times, I think, early on in the season where it seemed like he was hesitating before making shots. I don't see in, I don't see as much of that anymore. So I, I like what we've seen from that line combo, and I, I can't say enough about what we're getting from Mason Shaw and Connor Dewar. It, it's, I'm, I just use winning plays as kind of the phrase to associate with those guys because it encompasses everything that they're doing. And it's every little thing you want to see a hockey player do during the course of a game. And it's everything that you, you know, you talk about some of the best players in the game and you're like, yeah, they're great at scoring and kind of doing their own thing. But you just would like to see them do a little bit more team-wise to uh, help out the squad. And when that sort of phrase is brought up, it's because of what the likes of Mason Shaw and uh, Connor Dewar are doing. Shaw nearly came away with a breakaway goal. We, we got to say, too, in that, yes, the offense only got the one goal, but Martin Jones was fantastic last night. He, If he is even a fraction less in terms of performance than he was last night, Wild won that game 5 nothing. They had a bunch of great looks that Jones simply just did not let in. I, I don't know how Kirill Kaprizov doesn't bury the, uh, the point-blank shot that he had to the left of the goal, but Jones somehow got you know a fraction of his shoulder blade on it to deflect it away. Uh, you have the Mason Shaw breakaway attempt. That probably should have been a goal. They, they had a r- bunch of really good chances, and so I think that is what I think that's another thing to point out. In that, yes, the uh, the goals are kind of few and far in between right now for this team. But if they play like they did last night, those chances are going to go in. You're not going to get an otherworldly performance by an opposing goalie every single night you go out there. And so, I, I mean, if you take those two teams and you play that same game out and just take into accommodation a little bit of variation on one side or the other... That's probably the only instance in which that game ends up 1-0. Now, it's not going to be high scoring, but I think there would be plenty of instances in which you see the Wild win like 3-1 or 3-0 or 2-0 or any number of other possibilities other than 1-0. It was just a really, really good performance by Martin Jones. And so tip of the cap to him, who just is having this kind of career resurgence with the Seattle Kraken. And so he gave the Wild the best he could possibly do, and the Wild were able to uh, to best him enough to uh, come away with the win in that one. So despite the thinly spread at times offense for this team, if they play like they did last night, generating chances, generating turnovers, winning puck battles, all those little things, the goals are going to come. And... Uh, I I would be perfectly fine. There's going to have to be a tough decision made um, when Jordan Greenway is ready to return 
And by all accounts, it sounds like the setback that he suffered in warm-ups uh, or before the game. Wasn't sure if it was warm-ups or morning skate. Um, when he's ready to return, somebody is going to have to sit. And, you know, I, I, was, I was perfectly fine with what we saw from those line combos um, last night. So we'll see. I would imagine if it were me, I would imagine you would probably go to Greenway with Felino and Erickson Eck. You'd move Boldy to the Rossi line. And whether it be with Mason Shaw or Connor Dewar, then you move the other one down to the fourth line and probably um, Adam Beckman heads back to Iowa. But Dean had some really gl- glowing praise for uh, for what Beckman has done over the last few games. The thing I like most about Beckman's game at this point in his NHL career is he has, he just has the very James Bond-like just attitude and mentality when he's out there on the ice. Shoot first, ask questions later. And that's the kind of thing I want to see from a young player is somebody that's not afraid to take a shot when the opportunity presents itself and somebody that's going to blister one at the net. So I, I have liked a lot what we've seen from Adam Beckman over the last couple of games. So it leads to a tough question as to who is going to end up coming out of the lineup for the, um, for the Wild when Greenway is ready to return. So we'll, uh, we'll see which they decide or what they decide uh, for tomorrow's game. I, it w- I would imagine that if it's not something considered serious, that they just held Greenway out for precautionary reasons. And my guess is his shoulder maybe was tight to where he just couldn't really get it loose. And so at that point they said, yeah, let's just, let's just not chance it. So we'll see. Hopefully he's able to play tomorrow night against the Sharks, but if not, then I'd imagine we would see him uh, next week. And the opponent the Wild will face in tomorrow night's game is the San Jose Sharks. So we'll take a little bit of a look at what San Jose has done so far this year as we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wilds after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. And listeners, just want to remind you, you can find Lockdown Wild along with all of the other Lockdown Sports Minnesota podcasts on Roku and Amazon Fire TV. As part of Lockdown Sports Minnesota, more great local sports coverage 24-7 and absolutely free of charge. Download the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app today on Roku and Amazon Fire TV. Continuing to recap last night's win against the Seattle Kraken, we're now going to shift to looking at the San Jose Sharks and what they bring to the table so far this year. And you may as well call them Minnesota Wild West because there are no shortage of former Wild players on this roster. You've got Nico Sturm, Luke Cunnan. You've got uh, Nick Bonino as well. Um, as three centers that were formerly part of uh, this roster. And then, of course, the uh, backup or 1B goalie for these uh, San Jose Sharks is, of course, Capo Kakinen. Now, goalie-wise, the numbers aren't terrible for the San Jose Sharks. Their goals against average as a team is 344. 
and save percentage is just just over 89 on the season. The James Reimer, um, the starting goalie for the Sharks, James Reimer, 3-5-2 on the year, and his goals against average is just under three. So he has been uh, he's been doing well for the Sharks this season and you know, had um, arguably his worst two performances of the year in back-to-back starts. And um, in fact, if we go to his uh, game log by start, his uh, <laughs> his numbers have been uh, going up and up here, it seems like, on a nightly basis. He, going back to October 25th, gave up four goals to the Vegas Golden Knights, then four goals to the Tampa Bay Lightning, then three goals to the Florida Panthers in a game that the uh, Sharks lost in a shootout, then four goals to Anaheim in a game in which the Sharks lost in a shootout, and then beat Dallas, but also gave up four goals in that game. So it's going right back to what we said about Martin Jones, about John Gibson, about Jonathan Quick. These are goalies that are capable of good performances, but are beatable. And so it's going to be the same thing for this team that it has been over the last few weeks is you just, you have to challenge these goalies. You can't let them get comfortable and you can't, you just you can't go an entire course of a game and look back and say, boy, we had maybe one or two opportunities to really score, and that was it. You got to just continue to pepper, continue to fire, um, and continue to just pound the net to uh, try to take advantage. And so, if the Wilds can do that, then uh, I think they will be in really good shape here um, in this game. Now, as far as points go. The Sharks are led by Eric Carlson, who is having just an insane season, uh, to say the least. He's got 10 goals already, 21 points in 16 games. And other than that, Timo Meyer with seven goals on the season, 14 points in 16 games. You've got Tomas Hurdle, who uh, re-upped with the Sharks in the offseason. He's got 14 points in 16 games. Logan Couture with six goals. Former Wild Center Nico Sturm with six goals, or uh, five goals, I beg your pardon, in uh, 16 games. Now, interesting for Sturm that, if you'll recall, he turned down an extension offer from the Minnesota Wild and so was traded to Colorado for Tyson Jost. And then in the offseason, wanted to go somewhere that was going to give him a, uh, a better opportunity to consistently get a bigger workload of minutes. And he is averaging right now 14 minutes and 20 seconds on ice per game. And so right around where he was with the Minnesota Wild, but uh, a third liner for the uh, the Sharks as opposed to where he was with uh, with the Wild. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how he's doing, see kind of how he fits into that mix. But um, by and large, it all starts and finishes with keeping Eric Carlson quiet, which feels really weird to say about a, a defenseman on offense. 
keeping him from kind of getting involved uh, and also making sure to shut down the uh, the likes of Timo Meyer, Tomas Hurdle, and uh, Logan Couture as well. It's a scrappy Sharks team, and as we saw with them just beating the Dallas Stars, is they're capable of uh, of playing well. But it's a game that I think the Wild, talent wise, should be able to take care of, and uh, we'll we'll see because. They've there have been a few games in which if the Wild don't bring that uh, that top level effort, it gets dicey. But I would imagine uh, we'll see some good things from this Wild team once again. You know, special teams wise for the Sharks, it's it's the same story for the Wilds facing really any team in the NHL. Is you just you can't allow a team you know too many opportunities. On the power play, the uh, San Jose Sharks, as of right now, just scanning the list, they are coming in with a 20% um, power play on the season. So a little below middle of the pack. The big one, though, for them has been that their penalty kill so far is second in the league at 90.5%. So if you get those opportunities... Got to take advantage, but mostly just have to test, uh, whether it be Reimer or Kakinen. Just test them early and make sure that you're not kind of playing, you're not playing into where they want to be at the end of the game, which is mostly untested. So don't help them out any more than, uh, than they already, than the, the defense helps them out as, as it is. So just test the goalies. Win those puck battles on the outside, sprinkle in a power play goal or two. It's a it's a very repeatable formula for this Minnesota Wild team. We'll see if they can do it tomorrow night against the San Jose Sharks. That will do it for today's episode of Lockdown Wild. So now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you head over to the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories, the biggest games, the biggest talkers all in one place. Locked on Sports Today is available on your favorite podcast platforms, just like Locked on Wild. So make sure that you follow along on your favorite podcast platforms. Subscribe on YouTube and turn those notifications on so you don't miss out on any new videos that we have for you all throughout the season. We're keeping you up to date with new episodes every Monday through Friday and sometimes on weekends as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.